0: This podcast is brought to you by Firetrail Investments, the High Conviction Investment Manager. I'm your host, Anthony Doyle, and joining me today is Oscar Hutchinson, Portfolio Manager of the Firetrail S3 Global Opportunities Fund. Welcome Oscar. Thanks Anthony. Good to be here. Oscar, what stock are you going to talk about today, and what
1: does the company actually do? So today, Anthony, I'm going to talk about Booking.com. It's the world's largest online travel agent, or OTA for short. And they actually own multiple brands in the space, including Priceline, Agoda, RentalCars.com, Kayak, and OpenTable. So online travel agents are like a marketplace. Booking.com is aggregating all of the hotels, alternative accommodation on the supply side, and all of the travelers on the demand side. Now everyone knows that marketplaces have network effects. The bigger the market gets, the more it benefits both the sellers and the buyers. At Booking.com, has aggregated pretty much all the supply in accommodation globally. They have 30 million listings compared to only 7 million for Airbnb, who are obviously focused on that more niche alternative accommodation space. So booking.com's revenue model is they earn a commission on every hotel room that's booked on the platform. So when you book a trip through booking.com, the hotel pays away around 13 or 14% of that booking fee to uh, booking.com for having facilitated that transaction. They compete against the other OTAs, including Expedia and Airbnb, as well as direct online booking channels, so going to the hotel website to book a room through there, and offline booking channels such as ringing them up or using a um, uh, using a a travel agent. But they're beating the competition across all of these different vectors. The way to think about Booking.com is they are clipping a ticket on global travel, and every booking that is made through their platform for. Uh, accommodation is revenue for booking.com.
0: And obviously tourism, such a tumultuous period with COVID lockdowns reopening. It seems like everyone has a view on, uh, you know, the, the local tourism boom or international tourism boom, but cutting through all the noise. What do you think really matters for the outlook for booking? And what do you think the market's missing?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Obviously, there has been a bit of a crazy period for travel. I don't think anybody could have imagined a worse scenario than what happened in 2020. Uh, and it's actually interesting that Booking.com was cash flow positive in 2020, um, despite a complete shutdown of, of global travel. So the first thing I would say to that is you know, travel may be sometimes cyclical. There may sometimes be, be shocks. And obviously, people travel more when uh, they're feeling uh, flush with cash. But overall, travel is a structural growth market. It's the number one most aspirational consumer category. Everybody wants to travel more than they do. And low cost carriers have really expanded the scope of travel for people all over the world. So what we really see is a massive development in travel intentions in middle-income countries who are really taking global traveler numbers to new heights year after year. So that's the first thing, travel is a structural growth market. It's actually less cyclical than you think. In 2009, global international traveler arrivals were only down 8% and that was after the GFC. The second thing that matters for booking.com is the ongoing shift to online. More and more people prefer to research and book their travel themselves online. And I'm sure many of our listeners would, would resonate with that statement. I myself love to spend time researching holidays and hotels and take charge of that myself and, and usually book it through, through booking.com. So the shift to online means that within this growing structural travel market, the online shift within that is helping Booking.com. And thirdly, Booking.com is taking market share from their other online competitors. They have a much more broad use case than Airbnb when you want to compare both hotels and alternative accommodation alongside each other in a given city or country that you might be traveling to. And competitively, they've also really dominated Expedia. Um, Expedia's home market is the US. And that's basically the last battleground where Expedia and Booking.com are even close to competing in Europe and rest of world. Booking.com has already uh, pretty much eaten all of of Expedia's market share. And fourthly, perhaps most importantly, Booking.com has a top tier management team who have really excelled on both operational and capital allocation responsibilities. They've executed time and time again uh, to develop operational leadership within the sector and beat the competition. And they plow all of their free cash flow back into buybacks for shareholders. So very cash generative company, and they allocate that capital in a very shareholder friendly way.
0: And tell me, Oscar, so you love doing your own research on holidays, big wedding coming up later in the years. Is booking.com
1: where you found your wedding venue or some something else? So the wedding venue happened to be a hotel that I'd visited before. So we went direct, but the, uh, hotels that were staying at before and after Booking.com <laughs> and, and the rental
0: car. <laughs> Good. Um, so Oscar, you know, really insightful, but I think we've had the bear case in COVID, um, as to what the bear case might be for Booking.com. But looking at the next 12, 24, 36 months. What do you think the bear case might be for Booking.com? And conversely, what do you think
1: the upside is? What do you think the bull case is? Sure. So, you know, it is true. We have come off this uh, travel rebound post-COVID and it has been some of the most impressive, um, you know, years for, for travel in, in that we've seen recently. The bear case would be either that there's a global slowdown um, that impacts travel volumes. Um, but because international travel... It is still dominated by higher-income people. It's a little bit. It's it's somewhere between normal consumer category and luxury. It, it it's a little bit less economically sensitive um, than many other consumer categories that we see. And as I mentioned earlier, even in 2009, travel really outperformed other consumer categories. So it's a place that we don't mind being exposed to when it comes to thinking about overall uh, macroeconomic risks. Another bare case for booking.com could be to do with AI and a change in how consumers query the internet and conduct travel research. You know, they, they've they built a business that's been very strong at using Google keywords and um, leveraging sort of paid ads on, on Google. Um, if there's a massive structural shift in the way that people query uh, the internet and do research, that, that, that could catch them by surprise. But what I would say to that is, you know, Booking.com have really built this direct relationship with customers recently. They have the Genius loyalty program um, and a very uh, well-functioning app. And now they have 45% of all of their bookings are basically done by people going direct to to the site or direct to the app rather than going through um, search engines. So they really control a lot of the consumer experience now. And they've been developing um, AI tools and consumer tools for you know the duration of the company. I think they're pretty well positioned to um, to develop the, or at least be part of developing the next wave of technologies for consumers to uh, research and book their travel. Yeah, excellent. And the bull case follows straight on from the bear case. You know, this AI uh, revolution could really uh, be led by Booking.com. They could be the ones that develop the tools that really take travel research and recommendations. A step forward, they have all of the supply globally and all of the data on what people have been booking for the last 10, 15 years. So they would be in prime position to drive innovation in the consumer experience for travel booking. So that's an unknown and we'll wait and see how, how it plays out. Another bull case for booking.com would just be an accelerated, uh, kind of emerging market demand for travel, uh, which drives the overall global travel market, as I mentioned earlier, most uh, of the global international Travel arrivals are from developed countries, from higher income countries, but it's the most aspirational category. There are 8 billion people on earth who want to travel, who cannot wait to take their first flight, uh, who are going to be booking trips either domestically or internationally, and Booking.com stands ready to serve um, this huge wall of consumers who who are ready to travel and want to travel as and when their uh, personal income is is reaching these levels that facilitates them to do that. So transition of middle-income countries to towards higher will will be hugely beneficial for Booking.com.
0: Yeah. And, uh, a company that didn't exist, what, 20 years ago, and now every time you book your favorite restaurant or book a wedding venue or book your accommodation, um, you know, they're getting what, 12, 13% of that ticket. Amazing. Amazing. Exactly. So oscar thank you very much for your time today and describing what booking.com is you know it's uh, obviously a key holding in the firetrail s3 global opportunities fund if you would like to find out more information on firetrail investments please visit our website at firetrail.com and in addition please subscribe to the podcast on both spotify and apple if you have any questions for us or comments about the podcast or companies you would like us to have a look at on the firetrail equity edge podcast you can connect with us via LinkedIn. Please remember the content in this podcast is general information only. It is not advice of any kind. You should seek professional advice before making any financial decisions. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. And finally, any stock commentary from the Firetrail team on this podcast is illustrative only and should not be considered a recommendation to buy, hold or sell any security.